Support for this podcast is brought to you by Plot, the fastest way to create, edit, and share your storyboards online. Create your free storyboard today at theplot.io. When you're talking about web content, it's not the same thing as making a film or even a um, like a Super Bowl commercial or even a, just a commercial for that matter. It's web content. Yes, it has to be high quality, but there's a volume game to this. And more importantly, there's a relevance game to this. You have to understand your audience, where they're at. You got to place your videos in the right places. You got to tag it the right ways. You got you to gotta get it in front of people who actually care about the content you're making. That's my biggest problem with a lot of video production companies is they're only focused on doing a big project instead of making sure it's an ongoing thing that's a return on the investment and you're adding value to your customers. Hey guys, this is your host, Adrian Thompson. And today on the show, we have a couple brothers who started this studio in the Chicago area. And a big part of our conversation is gonna be about understanding whether or not the videos you make are successful for your clients. Can you answer that question? If not, you're gonna like this episode because they have a great mindset and I have a feeling that is a big part of their success. So let's get this underway. Well, we have the Selby brothers on the show. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks, Adrian. Yeah, I'd love for you guys to just introduce yourselves, explain uh, what you're doing, where you're doing it, and and maybe a little bit of the why as well. Yeah, well, uh, my name is William Salvi, and I'm the producer at Salvi Media. And um, I, uh, in terms of our company, I'm, I'm in charge of uh, all aspects of our video production. Um, and Chris? Uh, and I am the executive producer and we mean that in a, um, kind of how the film industry means it. So I look for the resources to provide Will the ability to make the stories. And what inspired you guys to start a studio together? Well, we picked up a camera about 18 months ago. Um, both of us didn't have any background in, in film or, uh, you know, anything relating to video, we just were really interested in it. And we bought a camera and we kind of just dabbled with it to start. Um, and through time, we've just gotten more and more into it. And uh, through that, uh, we've gotten really into the strategy behind it and, and how to use these videos. And that's where that's where Chris really uh, takes our video content and, and dives into what uh, we should do with it. So I, I think my answer to that question is that we just love the creativity of it. And, um, it's, it's just a whole lot of fun to, uh, have projects start to finish that we created and, and that we get to kind of help mold. So you guys weren't freelancing and doing like passion projects before starting the studio. You kind of, it sounds like you were just interested in video and then you kind of turned it immediately into pursuing clients and, and pursuing the professional route. Is that right? Yeah. So there's kind of, there's two sides to it. So to, to piggyback off Will, we thought it was really cool. Making videos is awesome. It's such an important and powerful um, way to convey information mm-hmm. and to you know persuade people. It's um, it's a persuasion tool as well as as we know from mass media. Right. Uh, so we also saw an opportunity in niche markets to util- utilize video. 
And so we saw opportunity and we saw excitement of making videos. And that that is molded into both of our roles too. Um, and it kind of just naturally happened. Will, Will understood the actual production of the video more than I did. And so he gravitated towards that and has become an excellent producer. And then I started to gravitate um, and keep my ear to the ground on how to use videos, optimizing videos, and um, and then being the the um, sales side, if you will. I don't always like to use that term because you know we're not just trying to sell a, a single video. We're really trying to partner with people to utilize video in a way that um, increases engagement with customers, uh, or if it's used internally to um, increase morale of a, of a company. So, yeah. When you guys were starting, did you see people that had this need already? And that's kind of why you're like, well, why don't we give them this solution? Like, is that, was it, was that kind of the equation going on? You already saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. Potential clients on the, that you could serve. Yeah. So we, uh, we originally started really researching the, uh, legal and, um, kind of the service professional market, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, video. And we noticed that a lot of these professionals just uh, they struggled a bit in terms of their um, in terms of their overall marketing strategy, I would say, but but really in terms of their video. And, and we saw that there was a great opportunity to go in and kind of transform um, transform their online reputation, their their digital marketing strategy uh, through the world of video um, and. You know, we attacked a lot of the uh, legal industry. We come from a family um, that has uh, a lot of roots in law, and mm-hmm. um, that was a great outlet outlet for us to start and uh, kind of learn our craft a little bit. So um, it was a lot of a lot of hard work at the beginning because we, like I said in the beginning, we we didn't have much experience in this, and yeah. it was kind of everything was learning on the fly and tripping over yourself a little bit and getting back up and preventing it for the next shoot. And it's, it's really, it's really helped us just keeping an ear to the ground and learning and constantly trying to evolve with our, with our product because, um, we've really learned so much from the start to now and we continue to learn. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And I, I'd imagine a big part of your success is that you're invested in the success of your clients, which, can't be said for everyone that's creating uh, video content. So I, I'd le- I'd love to talk more about that, about how you obviously had a passion for that from the beginning. Um, so just wondering how that came about. Did you notice the lack of it in in people's current marketing? And and then after that, I'd love to just start getting into what those tactics actually are. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it because it's my biggest gripe with so many video production companies is they're so excited to do this elaborate video where they bring out giant crews. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a place for all that, but when you're talking about web, web content, it's, it's not, it's not the same thing as making a, a, a film or even a, um, like a Super Bowl commercial or even a, just a commercial for that matter. This is web content. Yes, it has to be high quality, but there's a volume game to this. And more importantly, there's a relevance game to this. You mm-hmm. have to understand your audience um, where they're at. So you gotta, you gotta place your videos in the right places. You gotta, you gotta tag it the right ways. You gotta, you gotta get it in front of people who actually care about the content you're making. So, um, that's my biggest problem with a lot of video production companies is they're only focused on doing a big project instead of making sure it's an ongoing thing. That's a return on the investment and you're adding value to your customers. 
Yeah, and clients. I think to piggyback off that, uh, one of the things that Chris and I are very good at um, is making sure that we're, we're partnering with people that want to partner with us. And I know that kind of sounds obvious, but you know, we, we try to really preach and educate our clients on this is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's rare to get this great viral video. So it's really about producing those 12 videos a year, uh, 20 videos a year versus one to two. And hopefully they work out. Um, it's, it's an ongoing battle that needs to constantly be attacked. So we really try to get the right partners uh, with us and make sure that everyone has a cohesive strategy. The communication is everyone's on the same page. Um, and, and that really has helped us in terms of getting new clients as well as uh, retaining our clients. Because right now we have a, a number of clients that we thoroughly enjoy working with. And that only gives us more um more credibility within the industry. And it also gives us more clients in turn because the referrals, they, they, they know that they trust us. They know that uh, we want to become partners with them and they know that we want to add value. So um, we really try to stay away from, you know, we'll obviously do any video project, but we don't want to, we don't want to say to the client, yeah, let's do this one video and and sayonara. You know, we want to work with you. We want to, we want to uh, understand your business and your brand so we can do our best job at telling your story. Yeah, that's great. I mean, my background's in motion graphics and I've seen just the nature of the creative spirit is to want to produce something that looks good in your portfolio, that looks good uh, to your peers rather than something that's going to be the most effective to a corporate client, which if you're going to maybe pursue what's best for them, it won't be as good in your portfolio or it's not as fun to share on Facebook but that's kind of the the spirit that I think needs to be corrected and that you guys have the right mindset on because the real success is if you're, if your actual clients are succeeding, not if you look good from the work that you're producing. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of a, I think it's kind of a sore spot in marketing in general right now, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. digitally. Um, there's just not the focus on the, in the beauty of all this is you can measure it. So it's just like, find out if you're being effective if you're not being effective for your client, you shouldn't be doing work for them. Right. Um, and I think a lot of marketing agencies don't express that to who signs them up, you know. Hey guys, we're just taking a quick break from the episode to talk about plot, the fastest way to storyboard online. Now, if you're planning your videos the old way using word templates or drawing them on paper, I've been there and it's horrible. If you want to make changes, you're having to move things around, literally cut, copy and paste over and over and over. Well, Plot was created so you don't have to do that. You can paste your script, split it into scenes, invite your collaborators, draw your images all in one place, get the production started, it makes life easier. So if you're ready to start your next storyboard the easy way, go to theplot.io and create your free storyboard today. And if you like what you see, just use the code podcast to get three months of free premium access. Yes, I said that right. Use the code podcast for three months free. All right, back to the show. Let's have this game plan. Um, we're going we're gonna to have deliverables that are this, this, and this. Um, we're going to measure it by this, this, and this. And if it's not doing what we need needed to do, we got to adjust. And if it doesn't work again, well, maybe we just weren't right for each other and we're not getting the job done. So 
Yeah, let's dig into those tactics and measuring more. My experience is all in production, serving a client a final video file. And that's actually been one of my frustrations is always wondering, you know, what are they doing with this video when it's done? And how are they making sure it's working? Because I have never been involved in that aspect. I don't know if they're hiring an agency or they're just managing it internally. But it's a really frustrating thing because I can tell when I find the video and it's just hosted by Vimeo and it's on some landing page and there's no like unique codes or ways to track it. I'm like, there's no way they're tracking the success of this thing. And you guys are actively wanting to correct that by being involved in the whole process. So I'd love to hear, you know, let's dig into the to the tactics of what you're doing to make sure that, you, that your customers are succeeding. To start off, we want to, um, so here's a, here's a full example of it. So we have, let's say we have someone come to us, they go, okay, we want to make video content and uh, we want to make like a good amount of it. We say, okay, great. Um, let's, let's see where you're ranking for things that matter to you. Or if you have, if we're using like a PPC campaign, um, let's see if we can increase the conversion rates. Okay. So we're going to make this video for <clears throat> that, uh, keyword or phrase because it's ranking number eight for it. And so we want to get it up to number three, because if we do that, you're going to get more clicks on your website and therefore mm-hmm. get more clients. So we'll, we'll pick a few keywords and phrases that are important to them and ones that they can actually make a difference in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's research into domain authority that needs to be done. Um, and then we build content around that. And you're embedding these keywords, I assume, like in the titles, the descriptions, like everywhere in a video that you can embed that kind of content. Is that where you start? Right. And we use a, uh, we use video hosting softwares. Um, uh-huh. the big ones are usually Wistia or Vidyard. Right. Um, I need to look into, um, Vimeo, I, I, I've seen some ads. I don't know how integral they are with or how integrated they are with websites and embed codes and et cetera. But um, there's a few different softwares and services that, that can provide that. Yeah, my experience with Wistia, it shows that they the data they show you in terms of how long people are watching, they allow you to, to uh, put an email embed or um, a call to action button at the end, which I don't think Vimeo offers at this time. I think they're trying to attack that more. But yeah, Wistia to me seems to be like the leader in terms of data you get from your video, which I saw you guys are using on your own videos as well. Yeah, and and it really is something that needs to be taken a, a advantage of more because it goes back to what we said earlier, which is uh, a, a one video a year, let's say, for a company. Um, it doesn't quite do much if you po- post a video and you see the analytics behind it. Um, and you just have that one video for the year, right? And if you did, let's say, 12 videos in the year, maybe the first video of the month, you notice that people started to stop watching around the one-minute mark mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe the video started to lose a little speed. Maybe the shots weren't as pretty. Maybe the content wasn't that good in the video. So what do you do the next video that you produce the next month? You adjust. You you. You tripped on yourself the first time. Now you try to fix it for the next video and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So every single month, you're learning new things about your potential customers and your target uh, audience. And that is so valuable in 2018 and where our world's going in terms of digital. I mean, if you have one video in the year and you look at the analytics from it, your target audience might have changed in that year. You, you, they might want different things in that year. Um, but if you do it consistently, back to that uh, marathon, not a sprint, if you do it consistently, you can consistently adjust along with what they want. 
And therefore, the value that you're bringing in is going to be much higher than just, say, that one video from a really large production company that brings out a, a you know seven-person crew when really a great video can be accomplished with uh, much less. Right. And I'm glad you touched on audience because I think that's a really important thing to talk about that everybody's audience that's watching these videos is going to have different needs in terms of what they're looking for and what makes an interesting video and they're like for things like their attention span what they want to click on like what kind of thumbnail um, that you should have and you guys are obviously you're you're targeting the legal and medical so like you're the data you're collecting on terms of what makes a compelling video for people to stay is gonna be totally different than an app maker marketing a video to the average consumer yeah the, every every audience is different which is why it's so important for the people making the video to fully understand their, their client and their customers. Yep. Well, let's talk. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think Chris and I, the fact that we come from, uh, not a film background, the fact that we come from kind of that, we have that, uh, naive, uh, mindset almost. And in my opinion, it's, it's only, uh, uh, given us a bit of an advantage uh, in the sense of how we look at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I would say that most filmmakers or, or videographers or anyone making a video for, let's say, a corporate professional, all they would want to focus on is making sure this video is good, which is great because that's mm-hmm. what we focus on too. But like we said, it's important to know what the video is going to do. It's important to know how it's going to help. Uh, you know, A client wants to know those questions. They're spending a lot of money on this type of content and it's a powerful form of content. It's not like text-based picture or it's not uh, text-based. Mm-hmm. It's not a picture. It's not uh, a static infograph. It's a video. You can get tone out of a video. You can get body language, um, uh, different types of phrases, words. I mean, it's, it is just a different beast of content and uh, it really needs to be utilized. Was there any other tactics you guys wanted to talk about? We mostly covered SEO and using tools like Wistia to track data. Was there anything else you guys wanted to get into? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the use data to drive how you're going to make the content and what the content's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, and then use the data to evaluate and adjust. That there's that's the power of uh, digital is that you know exactly what your audience likes doesn't like. Uh, yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. It's it's what makes Netflix so great. Yeah. It's like, don't, over, it's kind of like a don't overthink it situation. It's like pe- people are doing this. Um, use the information that, that, uh, that analytics uh, gives you. As a good example. Cause, uh, I, I heard on a podcast once that, um, the whole reason they made house of cards was because of all the data that, you know, they collect on people's watching habits. They saw people loved movies directed by David Fincher and they, and movies with Kevin Spacey. So they put the two together and made their own show with those two things and it blew up because they used the data that they had to target their, their audience. I thought that was a really good example of that in action. Yeah. I'm glad you told me that. I'm, I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Um, when it comes to, I'm, I'm assuming you have to educate clients on this beforehand because not not every lawyer, medical person probably has video marketing experience. So, what is that? What is that conversation like? And are you having to teach people, or is it coming naturally to them? Like uh, it just makes sense, so they're on board immediately. Like, how does that go down? It's a little bit of both. Um, Chris, Chris definitely has to educate them quite a lot in terms of. Um, diving deep into uh, what the video actually does. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some companies that understand it pretty comprehensively, and there are some that it's like you're talking to someone who just heard this for the first time, which is totally fine. Um, but it is very important for us to educate them because part of our model is to make sure that we're producing a number of videos and they're giving you value in return. So um, that's why we have to say to them, hey, let's, let's focus on what helps you. Um, law firm. Uh, let's focus on what helps you, uh, digital marketing agency. We don't want to just create this fun brand video and, and, and hope it does well. I mean, obviously yeah. that's what we'll do if that's what you want, but, uh, we will, we will, uh, be in their ear the whole time saying, uh, what we think should happen and how we think it should go about. Cause, uh, it really is so important to make sure that everyone is on the same page and, that's another thing that I think Chris and I really excel at with our, our clients and with whoever we work with. Um, we have a very clear uh, understanding of each other, and we also uh, try our very best to communicate thoroughly with them to make sure everyone's on the same page. That's It's such an enormous aspect of, of not only this business, but I would say who Salvi Media is. It, it's, it's about making sure that we're working with partners, people who understand us, Mm -hmm. uh, we can understand them and the communication is always going to be on the same page. And if it's not, we're going to try our best to make it on the same page. And I would also say it definitely depends on who you're talking to. If if I'm talking to the decision maker CEO, um, I'm not not going to talk about the details of search engine optimization with video. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about cost effectiveness. I'm going to talk about a return on the investment, being a digital asset, um, et cetera. But if I'm talking to the person who's in charge of their marketing, you know, um, I would, I would talk about the nuances of hosting the video, search engine optimization with the video, transcription of the video, et cetera. Do you guys feel like you're competing with the agency model? Because typically this is a type of service that a large agency that has a huge price tag like th- that was the only place you could find this kind of attention to detail on both sides of the the ball game. But it seems like you guys are still operating more with a studio spirit. Do you feel like when you're having these conversations like that, that it's, it's an advantage to you at, uh, as you're selling? It's, it's, um, it's part of the secret sauce. Yeah. It's, um, it's getting to know if, if the people who are making the video are the ones looking at the analytics and um, what the audience wants, that sounds a lot better than the agency looking at it and then telling us what to do. There's, yeah. a, there's already a, a degree of separation. So we're, we want to eliminate that, and we have been. Um, and that's part of our value add. Is there any uh, challenges or resistance you guys have had while starting the studio or just operating in general that you'd like to go through or maybe some hard lessons you've had to learn along the way? Oh, Yeah. I have a few in a production sense. I mean, number one, we're, we're new. And, and at the start, people did know that we were new in terms of making videos and, and how well we did it and, and what our processes were. Um, so naturally, there were a few challenges that came along with that. Um, but we kind of overcame those challenges by making sure that, number one, we properly educated ourselves um, Chris and I became very informed in our respective areas and within the business. Chris is killer at uh, making sure that your digital strategy is uh, cohesive and it's it's bringing value to your company. It is a crucial part of what we do. And then for me, 
as long as I keep learning about production and keep my ear on the ground on how to uh, continue to better our videos and continue to better our production, um, uh, that that argument of us being new or uh, inexperienced is just going to go away with time. So I'm not really too worried about that. But, you know, in terms of just small video uh, aspects in the production sense, um, you know, there are little things that we go through with clients. Sometimes clients, you know, we've, we've had a, a client or two come back with, uh, you know, 30 emails of, of edits, right? With each email features a small little thing to change in the video. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, that's incredibly inefficient for a business to like go back and forth and go back into the editing room and fix it up here and then send it back and then back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we've, we've learned, we truly have learned with each video that we produce, whether it's learning um, with the client and how we communicate with them, whether it's uh, our own selves and, and what to do uh Next time around, if we made a mistake, uh, in my opinion, it is essential, not just in video production, but in all of business to look at all your mistakes in the best way, because mistakes are going to prevent future mistakes. So I, you know, I love mistakes. I think mistakes are great. They're going to, they're going to prevent it for the next time. As long as you can handle it at the time, mistakes are, uh, golden. In my opinion, it's, it's ammo for next time to improve. Nice. I like that. And from my perspective, uh, I realized I had to make sure I put three edits into the contract. <laughs> so, so that that so from my end, helping Will um, stay efficient because the the, the the client doesn't always know best. Sometimes yeah. they have the right. worst perspective on whether or not their video is good. Yeah, because they're so closely attached to it. Mm-hmm. So, so we make sure there's um, there's barriers from, you know, becoming inefficient. Yeah. It's kind of like reviewing your own self on like Facebook or Google reviews. And it's like Salvi media reviews and it's from William Salvi. And I give myself a five-star review, you know, that's just not an unbiased review. You know, you need to kind of separate yourself if you're a business owner, if you're checking yourself speaking or, you know, some people are very, they're very self-conscious about like the way they speak or the way they look. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I can't do much about that. <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting, um, interesting ongoing communication thing that we have to work with, with everyone involved, not just uh, with clients, but with our own team. Right on. Okay, guys. Well, as we wrap up, I wanted to hear an, any interesting stories that you had on all the projects you guys have been a part of. Like, is there any one that sticks out in particular? Uh, yeah, I have one that sticks out and it was it was, this is on a, this was a little earlier on in our, our company. And, and we worked with a, a, a foundation, um, that helps, uh, people who have been diagnosed with a, a brain, a rare form of brain cancer, uh, glioblastoma. Mm-hmm. It's called Michael Matters Foundation. It's, it's a great, they do great work and they help a tremendous amount of people. Um, and we were able to do a video for them and, and the video was centered around a four-year-old who had glioblastoma. Hmm. And it's a really, really tough disease for everyone involved. Um, whether it's, uh, the person who actually has the, um, has the diagnosis or or their family or anyone involved, it's really a tough, uh, situation to deal with. And we, we spoke with the, 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 the nice, nice kid, his name was Jaden and he was four years old. And, um, he has this very rare form of cancer. John McCain has it. It's a, you know, a few people have it and it's 
very prevalent. And it was just a really enlightening conversation. And I, I know it's a bit of a bit of a sad story because, you know, he's so young and he doesn't really know what's going on. And it's, it's mm-hmm. such a tough thing to be diagnosed with, um, for so many reasons, but, um, it was really great for us to work on that because, um, you know, we believed in it. We wanted to, we wanted to yeah. hear his perspective. We wanted to, um, get his thoughts, not just about the foundation, but about life, literally about life. He's four years old. We talked to him and his aunt about, the next steps in his life. And that was, that was really eye opening, And for me, that was, that was quite a great experience to talk with Jaden and uh, work with them. Cause, uh, it was just, it was just great to work with them. It was, and, and hopefully the video helped them. And mm. that would, that would be my story. Mm. Yeah. Mine's the, mine's the same one. It's still the most, um, powerful video we've done so far. We asked some really good, we'll ask some really good questions. It was a powerful video and a powerful moment. It's, it's always cool when your work can uh, teach you so much about other people rather than just being locked up, you know, doing the same thing. Like you're, you're actively learning and, and sharing what other people are doing, which is a really cool part of our jobs. It is cool, isn't it? We get to meet so many different types of people. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to dive into what they do in order yeah. to tell the, the right story. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do your research. You have to understand them. You have to, uh, if you want to do it right, you have to do those things. You have to understand who they are. Um, yep. and you have to understand what they, uh, kind of want to, what kind what kind of story they want to tell or else you're, you know, my job will, uh, I'm not going to do too well if I don't understand them or if I don't care about what they're doing. Yep. Awesome guys. Well, before we close, I'd like to end each episode with a little call to action for the viewers. So, or for the listeners, I should say. So based on what we've talked about today, let's assume they're not doing anything to figure out if their videos are succeeding or they're not even having those conversations with their clients. Where would you suggest they start? What's one thing that they should implement right away this week? One, don't underestimate the power of your iPhone video. Two, make sure, you, make sure you're tracking the engagement uh, with your viewers and find out what they want. Did you want to add anything to that, Will? Uh, I, w- I would say that my, the biggest piece of advice I would say is, is uh, anyone who's uh, a business owner or maybe the head of marketing or anything like that that would be dealing with video production, um, you need to look into it. You need to research it. You need to understand its power because it is powerful for a multitude of reasons. And um, it's, it's imperative, uh, especially in the digital world that we live in now, it is imperative to have um, higher quality video content than your competitors, period. Awesome. Great stuff, guys. Well, if people wanted to see more of your work or potentially work with you if they're in the Chicago area, um, where would they find you? They can find us on our website, salvimedia.com and uh, all of our social channels. Yeah. That's Salvi Media, you'll find it on everything, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, at Salvi Media. And uh, Chris and I are also on there, our personal profiles. You'll you'll probably see us all over the page. Awesome. And I'll also put those links in the show notes for you guys uh, that need to check it out later. Well, it was wonderful having you guys on. Thanks for sharing your insights. It was a super helpful stuff. I hope everyone loved it. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks so much, Adrian. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Adrian. It was a lot of fun.
All right, guys, I really do hope you enjoy that episode. I think this is a very important discussion. I mean, without our clients being successful, our jobs don't exist. So good thing to think on. As always, this show is sponsored by Plot, the fastest and easiest way to storyboard online. So if you're planning any more video projects, I suggest you check them out and create your free storyboard today. The show notes for this episode will be available on Plot's website at theplot.io slash 011. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Peace. Peace.